Welcome to No Applause, just the clap, where we have no technology and get me a damn shot. Doug is here, and my friend Dave is also here with us to discuss a few things about a movie we saw last weekend. Dave, say hello. Hello. People actually know you're here. Not just me ordering Doug around. Round two. Electric Boogaloo. Woohoo! However, um, we are going to once again talk about how the Ant-Man director, well, I should say former director. The audience does not know that we had technical difficulties and we're basically starting the episode over. So don't sound exasperated when you're like, I am exasperated. No, I'm exasperated. I'm sorry. So after... You're exasperated. It's my goddamn computer. What did we decide? Was it six years of pre-production? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yes, after six years of pre-production, Edgar Wright has actually left Ant-Man. Which, you know what? I, I realize that he has a lot of integrity as a director... But I kind of want to know what the kicker was. What was that last yeah. kick in the junk that made him leave? It hasn't actually come out. No, why no he probably Michael production. Douglas. I'll go on record as saying it. Why do you say that? Hmm? Why do you say that? Because once again, like Marvel has this whole thing about um, we want free-thinking people that will make movies of their own ilk, the yes, way that James Gunn is doing. I'm gonna do mine. Um, the way uh, James Gunn is doing um, Guardians of the Galaxy. But you have to be a free thinker within the Marvel box. What does the I Michael think, Douglas play into this? I think he's kind of maybe a prick. I mean, have you ever seen the game? He just seems like an asshole. Um, I will tell you why I think Michael Douglas is an asshole, and it's a completely different. <laughs> oh, than good. We have different game. reasons. Well, you realize because that he got mouth cancer from his wife. That's not actually what happened. That's entrapment. Yeah, he fucking lied. Yeah, I know he did. cancer and then blamed it on Cunnilingus. You fucking prick. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's why you hate him. It's because he's full of shit. I'm like, be And a- cancer. <laughs> You're going straight to hell, Doug. Nah, I damned myself last episode with the uh, Angelina Jolie joke, so. You did. However, like I said, so Edgar Wright is in for a really long time and out. And you know what? I get it. He's used to kind of doing his own thing and being able to make his own decisions. And they probably just had a little bit too much control exerted over him. And then we had... Adam McKay. Who's been in and out. It was like a, a revolving door. It's like, okay, I'm in, now I'm out. Ant-Man like is the, literally the sluttiest, the sluttiest Marvel movie. It has had so many directors in and out of it, it's ridiculous. Like was said, Adam McKay ever... Did he, I guess the question I have is, did Adam McKay ever say, yes, yes, I will do this? Or did Marvel just say, hey, we'll throw his name out and no, he'll No, no, he was signed on and then signed off. Okay. Like, within, Honestly, I think, 40 hours or 72 hours, like, whatever it was, I, it was like a weekend. If I was to hazard a guess, what happened is he said, I'm in, read everything that was going on, got a better view of the situation, and then it was like, Fuck I'm out. Else. And the thing is that, um, and the thing is, recording? yeah, we're fine. The th- oh, I'm going to do this whole episode. Is it still recording? No, uh, that, um, you know, Edgar Wright had a very specific vision for this and you see that in the oh, uh, what do they call that shrink the, the shrink foo from yeah. the, i don't know if you've seen the comic-con mm-hmm. um storyboards and yeah. an, uh, the the animatics it's fucking amazing no he had a very streamlined view he had very specific things he wanted to see and you know what it looked fantastic and it's paul rudd and michael douglas and fucking at Ed, like edgar Wright. like you can't go wrong on any no, of that i, I kind of go with you i think michael douglas might have been a giant prick on this one He's the fucking, yeah, like, Chevy Chase fucking community. Like, he 
Maybe that's Chevy the whole Chase thing. Chevy community, I actually will give Chevy Chase a little bit of leeway on this because he wasn't working with Dan Harmon. He was working with the Russo brothers, and so it's like one of those, the devil you know, it's the devil you don't know. So it's like if you work with somebody for three years, you understand their shit, and then you get these new kids that are going to try and fuck with The Russos were on there from the get-go. Yeah, but I mean, they weren't the boss. No, Harmon was. He was exactly. the showrunner. Like so, said, okay, okay. I totally get that. But, it's but like you know I what said, I'm saying? Like, I, I think... I can't see Paul Rudd rocking the boat. Like, I really can't. He just seems Especially way too, on a movie like, like said, that. He seems way too mellow and easygoing. Not like he doesn't let, you know, not like he lets anything happen to him, but he's like, you know what, this seems like a good idea. Let's see where this goes. Well, and they, you know, there's a guarantee everyone in Hollywood has been approached for comic movies. There's there's the talk now about Emily Blunt being in Don... I'm not going to get off on a Don Justice thing, but that she's been... But she was up for Catwoman. She was up for... Thank God she didn't do Catwoman. And God, what a terrible movie. Well, I mean, Dark Knight Rises is yeah. not Catwoman. Yeah, she would have been, what, 12 when Halle Berry's film came out. We yeah. don't talk about that, Dave. That was a pretty horrible... Not, should, I really actually liked Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. I did, too. It wasn't that bad. It was, once again, a realistic portrayal. It was, as, as Kevin Smith has said, and, and it's absolutely fucking I'm true. I'm so sorry, I thought I had that turned off. That's all right, I talked over it. That's, it's absolutely true. It's basically a cop movie if yeah. the cop wore a fucking mask. But we're not here to talk about Batman, guys. Or, sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. Or Batman, guys, was the beginning of Batman, or Dark Knight. So, honestly, I don't wear a lucky pants. Like I said. <laughs> With my dick. Like I said, on a side note, the message I just got was from the non-turn, which says, quote, Sweet Bloody Mary, please help this hangover. Yeah, I got no, uh, I got no sympathy for the non-turn. He got a better computer than me. We're not going to talk about it right now, um, because that'll be a thing for a fucking damn. Um, (laughs) 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 Bitch, bitch, bitch. Mine, mine, mine. Assassins yes, go so I watched real again. quick. I so, wa- SF Aspist. Sass-fist. God, I wish people could see that fucking gesture right now. And I did like the Pope wave on it too, where I was like, oh yes, Aspist. Hodulkin! Whoa. That was <laughs> totally what I'm going to say next time I'm having so, sex if that ever happens again. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Just enter a girl and go, Hodulkin! Yeah, yeah. We need a few minutes of awkward silence so people know I'm not saying anything. Or someone died. Um, so, San so Francisco Assassin's oh, I'm sorry, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. So yeah, and, and like I said, uh, we had the technical difficulties. This will be a bit more streamlined. So it's a crowdsourced movie. It's a crowdsourced movie. They built it as a trilogy for no reason. Like, why would you do that? Because you aim for the skies. Not in this movie. Go big or go home. No, this is how we're gonna make our fortunes. The studios are gonna. It was written and directed by a stuntman. I've seen Death Proof. It's not gonna go. Let's just let that sink in real quick. It's written and directed by a stuntman. Okay, my issues with. No, no, no. On a side note, you forgot to bring me the Veronica Mars novel, didn't you? Fuck yes, I did. Sorry. The $10,000 tan line or whatever the fuck it is. Sorry, continue. The stuff you know, if I throw the fucking Nerdist way in my goddamn bag, I'd remember it because I'd be like, oh, we're trading my own books. We're going to get into that later. The fact that I don't have time to do anything? 
Talk to Hardwick. I got no, no, nothing on that. It's the trade-off. Do I want a nice ass or do I want to read a book? In his book, you can do both. No, I don't have time for that. Fucking audiobook, motherfucker. Expensive. N- not on a yeah, like not like no, no, I, backslash I nerdist. It it's still expensive. Not backslash nerdist, like nothing. No. I'm backslash just... WTF. I'll just keep pimping all the shows we listen to. But I'm just saying. Audible will take you a third off audiobooks. They're still fucking expensive, which They're I completely hor- understand. You have to pay the author, you have to pay the sound engineer, yeah. you have to pay the talent. Audiobooks okay, are expensive. I'm the sound engineer reason. and I'm not doing that much, but yes, okay, I understand. But I'm just saying, there's a reason why audiobooks are expensive. Street Fighter Assassin's Fest. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go back to my point. Do you want a nice ass or do you want me to read a book? I don't, don't care about your ass. I'd rather you read the book so that you get. I know you don't care, case. but I'm just saying I'm a general. Yeah, and I've got the extra like the next like X movie like or X book. I can't read it. There, it's not a good series, Doug. It's I'm horrible. Sorry. I know. Is it expats that I'm stuck on? You are stuck on yeah expat treats part two. Um, what's the author? Uh, Peter Kleins. Peter Klein's X-Series. It's, it's basically a combination of a zombie superhero series. I'm sorry. I read the first book. It was okay. I didn't get emotionally attached to any of the fucking characters. Except for two. Well, I was vaguely interested. I can't say emotionally attached. I can't get through the second fucking book. The dragon I'm itself. fucking sorry. <laughs> Alright then. If you're not jerking it, I don't want to hear you. Awkward. So, so I watched I watched Ass Fist, which would have been preferable to actually watching this movie. No. No, it probably wouldn't have. No, uh, it's never preferable to watching any movie. You don't know my ass and you're over the fist. Maybe I'm jerking off my butt. You know, nobody can see I've got butt dick and I'm jerking it off. Nobody can see your gesturing right now. I'm jerking off my butt dick. You know, there that's, you go. that's out there in the world now, Tom. Yep. Welcome to the internet. You still recording? Oh, yeah. So, so uh, we might hit critical mass soon, but... Fist. So, your problem was, they built it as a trilogy, but they didn't actually write it as a trilogy? You said they had one and three, but they didn't have two. They... No, they don't They don't have two or three. That They set it up for... No, no, I what mean, writing-wise, they had the plot for one and three, but where's two? Two will just continue to be flashbacks. How many flashbacks? We'll get to that in a second. Dream within, dream within, dream within, dream. So my issue was, uh, my two issues are that they, yeah, they tease uh, Akuma, which you, mm-hmm. Dave and I talked off air about. Um, they tease Akuma, and he does a great job. Like, I, I was really sick to see Akuma. It's a big monster dude with a red ponytail. Top knot. Uh, no, well, it's like the knotted hair, and he's like been in a cave for like ten years, like just studying the dark chi. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, like it's fucking rad when you watch it, but then you like go like think about what you just watched. Oh, uh, no payoff. A no payoff, and B because especially because it's like, well, Ken and Ryu are like the yin and yang, and they'll take both of them to fucking beat him. Well, where is that fight scene? Oh, in the third one. There's a third one. Well, we haven't like you know made the money for the second one yet, so we're we're just telegraphing the entire trilogy. It's a piece of shit. 
And the funny thing is, when you talk about telegraphing a trilogy, you can also do the not telegraphing a trilogy. You know, like The Matrix, where the first one was great, and the other two were complete bullshit. Don't get me started on the second two trilogies. Or, uh, Matrix. Matrices. Oh, wow. Matrices. Um, my other issue with Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, um, other than at no point did they explain why it's called Assassin's Fist. I mean, yeah, there's an assassin. Yeah, there's a fist. Are they connected? No. At no point is there an assassin's fist. Um, at no point is there a fist up on an assassin. Nothing. So much phrasing. But that they had a quad flashback. Deb and I I talked about this off air earlier this week. Where I'm watching, going, okay, the movie starts with a flashback. Not a bad thing. Fucking Momento did that shit. Who gives a shit? But it's that Ken flashes back to the master. Master flashes back to his brother. Brother's girlfriend flashes back to how they met. So you're already at a quad of flashback. This is the inception of fucking Street Fighter films. Can they I need want... an architect. I would... <laughs> Thank you. See? The new episode actually works out better. So, I want to take you back to somewhere you're not going to want to go. I need you to think about... Cleaning. I was touched as a child by an assassin's fist. Well, that's better than I was hoping for. I'm sorry, a babysitter's fist. Which is a worse book from franchise, The Babysitter's Fist. That's the book of the Babysitter's Club they didn't publish? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. So, I want you to think about Green Lantern. Why would you I'm almost happy for the most part. Do you remember that the first time I ever watched it, we watched the quote-unquote director's cut? Uh, yes. Oh, you mean the movie, yes. Yes, which actually made a lot more sense than the actual movie they put out. No, it didn't, but okay. I'm not saying it was good, I'm saying it made more sense. Because it started out with him as the little kid watching his dad die as the test pilot. Right. As opposed to him randomly having that flashback at some point in the movie. Right, yes. And Carol Ferris Ferris was there. Yeah. And it's like the whole, like, oh, my dad's flying the plane. Oh, my dad owns the plane. You kind of get a sense of of, of Liv uh, Liv Blakely's character. Blake Lively? Yeah, whatever. Fucking... Really? Yeah. You know, fucking Scarlett Johansson Light? Yeah, her. That's That's right, Ryan Reynolds. I have issues with you. Because you know what? Deb likes Loki, and she gets Sam Hiddleston. And I like Green Lantern, and I get you. You have a point. If you'd like to put out a successful superhero film, rule number one. Don't fucking cast Ryan Reynolds. Okay, you know what? Bullshit. No, we've had this conversation a lot because I really... He could be a... Mm. Could. Let me finish my thought. Thank you. Okay. We've had this conversation before because I really, really, really hate Chris Evans in Fantastic Four. Yeah. He's really good in the first one. So... Those are both... He played the character... The film sucked. The first movie was good. However, like I said, I really do like him as Captain America. So it's one of those, you know what, I need to give him a second chance. Ryan Reynolds, I need to give him another chance to be a superhero. He's had two. The worst part is... Deadpool wasn't his fault. Actually, I I, I agree with that. Deadpool was not his fault. 
the thing is, are you going to cover a pretty boy like Ryan Reynolds up with, like, cancerous skin to play like Wade Wilson? You're not going to. And do you know why? I'll give you two words. Jonah Hex. You're not going to put a fucking pretty boy in fucking shit makeup. Work for Brad Pitt. Twelve Monkeys. At no I point. mean, he's... Well, they didn't totally make him up, but, I mean, the crazy eye thing. Your system's he all fucked so up. so good in that. Mm-hmm. That was I mean, it. He had to work on that so hard to get the, the eye and the... Oh, he was so good in that. Do we want to... Do we want to move on? Yeah. Doug's angry. Doug, you want to escape plan. Keep being angry. Mm. Actually... Not as bad as I thought it'd be. It's fine. Not as bad as I thought it'd be. Um, it's a modern retelling of the Count of Monte Cristo. Um, I like the sandwich. Not sure I like the movie. Um, you know what the funny thing is? I actually am very familiar with the book, and I've watched the black and, and the white. sandwich. Like I said, no, I am the sandwich, of course. I am the sandwich. Well, I am the sandwich. Oh, you fucking said that would be fucking perfect. Finish my thought. Yeah. Go ahead. Like I said, I'm familiar with the book. I'm familiar with the black and white. The thing I most associate the Count of Monte Cristo with, V for Vendetta. Okay. It's the hat, isn't it? Well, it's the hat, and it's, you know, in the movie when her and Hugo Weaving are sitting and actually watching it. And he has such an idealistic version of the Mm -hmm. end of, you know, his tale with that movie. He lights himself on diamatic fire. Um, yes, that's right. Diamatic is a word. Um, escape land wasn't that bad. Um, I like how it makes you almost uncomfortable to say that bad. Vincent Nafrio gained a lot of weight. What? Did he go back to the Full Metal Jacket days? Private he, pile? Yeah. Yeah, he was Private Pile Chubby. Wow, and, uh, I'm totally gonna have to watch this. Um, and there's no one else famous in it. The Arabic guy gets shot really early on, or not, not early on, but like he's like their like martyr character. It's like we have to go on for Muhammad, and I'm like, is his name actually Muhammad? Nah. I no. realize that's actually the most common name in the entire world, but still. Muhammad Lee. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's it's a neat, it's a, my Is it watchable? Yeah. Should you go out of your way to watch it? No. It's a time passer. Yes. But nothing else is available. It was on the queue and I went, ah, fuck it. Um, and it's Stallone versus, with Schwarzenegger, like, you know me, I have an affinity for... 80s action yeah, movies. I was just going to say, I mean, is it kind of like a retro feel-good, get-back-to-your-10-year-old, 12-year-old self? Yeah, but not being Demolition Man. Okay. <laughs> Which I loved, but it's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. He may or may not it's be right fucking eight. his daughter in that movie. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, so Silicon Valley had its finale. Yes, and actually, we're not going to talk about it this week. We're going to wait till next week. Why? Because you have to see the most... The most... What's the word I'm looking for? Douchey? No. Nope. Nope. 
the most complicated dick joke you've ever seen. You realize if I'm going to get it, I'm going to have to watch the entire series, which you're going to have to dump on No, it. you're not. Actually, it's all whiteboard, dry erase markers, drawing dicks, and trying to figure out how if many people... If you say that, and you say whiteboard, drawing dicks, all I can think is the South Park episode where they think global warming is going to kill them. And it keeps drawing how global warming... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Global warming is going to come in on they the They figure out mathematically how fast T.J. Miller could jack off a room full of 8,000 people. Why? To win TechCrunch. Let that sink in. To no, win a to win in. a software. I'm not impressed. To, to 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 win a software competition, they're like, we have to jack off everyone. Well, how long would that take? Well, let's look at the like, let's look at the numbers. And does, and at one point, does girth come into play? Now, do you have two dicks back to back, and you kind of go middle up? And the weird part is, if you look in the whiteboard that they're drawing on, the math adds up. It works. You know what, Doug? This is a lot about you. None of them go in my mouth, but I would jerk off some fuckers to win at TechCrunch. For this podcast? Absolutely. Awkward silence. I win, lose. Everyone's got their price, right? So Will Wheaton has a new show. Which we talked about last week. Do you want to talk about Felicity Day? Felicity Day. I just just want to kiss her. Not even make out with her. I just want to kiss her. Like on the cheek. Like really cute. Like, oh, done. No, but it's one of those things where I know what her weird thing is. So it's like... Are we going to be friends, or am I just going to think you're annoying? Her weird thing is cereal milk. Like, she hates cereal milk. How do you hate fucking cereal milk? That really is a deal breaker in my book. Deal breaker. Because how do you hate... Do you how have do you a strong hate... opinion on that, Dave? I like don't... it depends on the cereal? I actually don't have a strong opinion No, it on doesn't! That. I... See? See, I always thought Corn Pops was good, but Fruit Loops was a little much. I don't have a Oh, God, Corn Pops milk, milk is weird, but it's so good. God, I miss Corn Pops. They don't make them anymore? I haven't had them in a while, so I assume they're gone. <laughs> like sex? Yes. Wow. Sorry. That's Sorry. the wrong kind of high five for that couch. Um, no, we have to, you have to do the Jonah Ray high five, which is my... No, you... Or, yep. No, it's... No. it's, it's <laughs> oh, my God. That was the. <laughs> I was trying to do the. No, that was, I was trying to do the community high five, and it didn't. Yeah. Anyways. This so, is all humor. The reason why Dave is actually here that we're finally going to freaking talk about. Last week we actually had a group outing, and Doug got all twitchy and fucking disturbed, and or, did, did we lose everything? No, we recorded. We're good. We went and finally saw X Men. Fuck that movie. Days of Future Past. Dave and Duck, head to head. Go! You've seen I, it twice, so I'll... I've I, I watched it, give you the so floor, I, right? I kind of have my own issues with it. 
I actually thoroughly enjoyed it, but I am also really good at suspension of disbelief. I'm very good at watching a movie for that movie. It's fucking Wolverine Part 3. Don't call it Days of Future Past. You're basing your fucking story on two issues of a fucking comic book series that came out over 30... The, those two issues came out ago. 30 fucking years ago. Wolverine's a minor character at best in the fucking two books. No, he's not. He fucking saves Ariel. Or Sprite or whatever the fuck she's called at that point. It, it's a Shadowcat story. And in the movie... Yes, it is. It's Shadowcat is the minor character. And it, it's Wolverine 3. Now, horseshit, because they actually explain Wolverine really well. Where it's like, he's the only one that would be existing at that time. I... And, like, he goes... He's the only one whose mind could stand traveling back. But, yeah, like, it heals itself as fast as... I have no problem with that concept. The basis of the story is fucked up in the first place because they they ruined it with X-Men 1. They killed fucking uh, Bob Kelly. So, you can't really do Days of Future Cast... Well, yeah, okay. Without... I mean, Bob Kelly's the big fucking bad guy. Not Trask. Trask is... You know, Trask right. is involved no. because he creates the Sentinels. Like I said, the tiny senator is the big bad. And, um, yeah, not so much. Whoops, we fucked that it's up. We killed okay him in the first film. we're about Peter Dinklage, but okay. I have no problems with if they had done it, you that, made but not called joke. it Days Don't of Future Past. If they had not gone that route with it and tried to... If what else could, are they going to do? You've already done Dark Phoenix, or not done Dark Phoenix, depending on your... The one thing that I could kind of, yeah, they did it horribly, but the one thing I can give them credit for in that regard, they didn't call it the Dark Phoenix Saga. No, uh, but every fucking, you know every nerd got a goddamn boner at the end when of we saw that two, fucking when you saw Phoenix, Phoenix going across the, yeah, Alkali Lake. Oh, yeah, I was very, like, very much there. You, and especially considering how good the second one was. The second one to me was a... An excellent representation I'm, of stealing little bits and pieces from the canon, but not... Again, one, I want to say, the opening fight scene between the, like, what I'm going to call the Nimrod Sentinels. Say yeah. word, effectively, mm-hmm. Nimrod. Nimrods. Okay, you're trying to tell me they don't look fucking cool, because they look really funny. Yeah, they do. And Nimrod did... Well, mm-hmm. But, yes, but they're, they're effectively... Dave, you, are, yeah. you and I are on the same page here. Mm-hmm. They're Nimrod fucking sent, Sentinels. That scene with Warpath, Blink, Iceman, what Sunspot... What the fuck is with Blink? You're gonna drag pull from as extensive the mutant canon as there is. You pull fucking Blink? Fuck Blink? you! I love Blink. Oh my fuck god. Fuck you! I read The Exiles! Bishop made sense. Bishop is... No, he be- didn't! No, he didn't! Being a he had a goddamn gun that he couldn't, like... Like, move the energy out of him and blast like he does in the comics... I thought it was bullshit. Translated to the gun. Yeah, like, okay. it, it, and once again, like, you have that with uh, Sebastian Shaw, where it's like, well, how are you going to show that power that he absorbs energy? And he did in the in the, in the in the movie where it's like, Sunspot, Storm, like, give me, and he, like, fucking, like, Storm electrocutes him, and, like, Sunspot gives him some fucking solar energy, mm-hmm. and he, like, charges the gun. But you know what? Fuck. Bishop's gun was bullshit. Now, you and I talked, and I don't know if this was off-air or the technical difficulties. I love Blink. I love... I love... see in the movie they utilized her powers in a I could have watched... I could have watched another extra probably five... Maybe five minutes of Blink using her powers okay, in that future timeline. I could have watched like an extra 20 minutes of that because I really love Portal. 
and that's essentially what it was. It was mm-hmm. me watching Portal. Visually, it was neat, but in terms of the... Oh, God. And she fucking drops, so like, Warpath on top of Sentinels, and she fucking, like, drops Colossus, like... Now, they tear Colossus in part, which, by the way, doesn't make any goddamn no. sense. It was really... It was a really like, weird death. It was really weird. You're just like, oh, shit's about to go down. Because, like, he punches, like, a sentinel, and it, like, twists his wrist, and I'm like, okay, it's got... How does Professor X fight the Sentinels? Like, how, are they, like, telepathy, like, numb? Like, I don't understand. Like, because that was literally the last thing the movie was, or in the future, that was literally the last scene was Shadowcat doing the whole, like, time through Wolverine. And Professor X is the, he's the last line of defense. The cripple that doesn't have any fucking offensive powers to these Sentinels whatsoever, like... Magneto fucking gets the fucking like thing in the side. I assume it's yeah. made of plastic because they talk about that in the uh, in the seventies version. They're made of, like polymer, uh, like a plastic polymer. Yeah. But like Professor X is the last line of defense. Like, what is he gonna fucking do? Stop them? He doesn't. Also, like they'd be immune to like him. Like st- they oh they they keep saying the whole movie, shut her down, shut him down. Stopped, you know, whatever it was. What is he going to do against the fucking Sentinels? Nothing? But he's their last line of defense. I have so many issues with this movie. Oh, really? Because you enjoyed it. I I did. I did. I loved it. Um, There are a few things I want to talk about. I really Uh, hated Michael Fassbender's Magneto grandstanding and taking the stadium to surround the White House. It was bullshit. Let's talk about Michael Fassbender's fucking Magneto for a second, because you and I had a moment in that movie where I went, this is literally at the top of my list, why did that have to be in slow motion? You know, actually, we need, Him to, talk grabbing about, the no, helmet. We need to talk about you and I sitting next to each other in that movie and your uncontrollable hand motions at the screen. I got so excited when that fucking Kelsey Grammer was going to be in it. I knew it was happening, and I was just so... Like, just, hello, Logan. And I'm like, eh, yeah, Doug's <laughs> uncontrollable gesturing at the movie Oh, screen. I might have actually crushed your collarbone at, at several points. Um, that whole, like, like death, like, you know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. The like, oh my god, that's happening Look, did right you now. see that? Yes. yes. No, the uh, entire freaking movie. Did, there was actually, the whole Michael Fassbender thing, the train sequence, where he... Move gets the on the train to get the, and yes, the yes. signals and reprograms them. That was some puts shit metal in ass CGI. My thought on that was it was bad green screen, really, really, really bad. There green were screen. there were there were extreme moments of really bad green screen. And I, 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 for a film movie. with that much money, you know, you could have saved a lot of money by not bringing back ninety percent of the fucking characters from the other films and having to pay them through the fucking. Yes, but Singer was trying to tie it, tie it all together, and he did it. A reasonably good job doing that. Yeah, uh, give him I have some issues of continuity. We'll bring it up in a second, but yes. Uh, eliminate all those salaries. Spend the more money on the fucking. Well, and Holly Berry wasn't even fucking in it because of the accidental pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how's that kid gonna feel when she keeps talking about it being accidental? Um, she says unexpected. She doesn't say accidental. You're the dick here. Accidental miracle. There's uh, so many aspects of that film that just seemed uh, one, one of my big issues was, yes, the slow motion, like, helmet pull. Why did it have to happen? It At no point did it have to be in slow motion. 
he was literally pulling it, what, a foot? Maybe mm-hmm. a foot and a half? You're not going to talk about his escape from the Pentagon? Oh, we'll get we'll there. We'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to there. I, I, I have, again. Okay. Because actually my okay. next point. Okay. My next point is. Peter now? Is Quicksilver. Who, by the way, was one of the redeeming factors if you take away from that movie. Yeah. I thought that he was really, really good. Well, like I said, he was hilarious and just spot fucking off. That awesome. scene where, like, you think, you think Professor X is like powers have come on and he fucking freezes everyone and you're like, oh fuck, that's actually how Quicksilver sees, he the, sees world. the world. He's running along the wall and he's taking their hand and he's making them punch themselves in the face. Licking some soup out of the, out of the sky. Yeah, like that was... That was but cool. there's that there's was... a moment where uh, when he's watching the um, the stadium scene you're talking about, Deb, he's watching that on TV and he's holding his younger sister, yeah. Wanda, and yeah, they, they don't say Wanda, but... no, but and there's that line about like, oh, you control yeah. metal. Uh, my mom knew some guy like that. Hmm. And once again, like Fox owns effectively owns X Men. It owns the word mutant. Um, which is why they had to use the Loki pokey stick to make Quicksilver into the Scarlet Witch in Avengers 2. Because you can't say fucking mutants. Um, I like Quicksilver. I believe he was at the beginning uh, when he's like uncovering like, the X symbol and then runs away and then um, in, the, in, the, in the... I don't want, want to say flashback, but like in the... In the the very in the 70s, yeah, that Wolverine goes. I know a guy. I know a guy. He'd be a young man right now, and 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 Quicksilver just goes, yeah, I checked your registration. Like, while you're at the door, uh, you're not FBI because I just filched your wallet. Like, Quicksilver was a very fun character. Mm-hmm. I really wish he would have gotten more screen time. Okay, so I really do. He's super playful, and he's, like I said, he's very entertaining. And that whole scene where they're breaking him out of the Pentagon, although why they use the phrasing, mind the glass, I have no fucking idea. Why not? Would you ever say mind the glass in any situation? Well, it was a note, because he's going to fucking... Because he's going to... I realize that, but like I said, would you ever use that phrasing in any situation that didn't involve you being Britishy? Hmm. Well, you know that I'm heavily influenced by British writers, so yes, I probably would say that, but, um, that's a nice nod to, like, mind the gap, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I guess, in, phrasing-wise, yeah, maybe, no, but that's no, a minor quote. It's, 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 oh, no, it's, 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 it's a foible at best. Um, my next one is... On the long list of bitches. I love the scene where Wolverine goes through the metal detector at the that was um, the, the Sentinel, the the Sentinel. It was um, so fantastic! He goes through the metal detector and he just has the look on his face. Like, uh, why didn't that go off? Which was a nice nod to X Men One, which mm-hmm. was a nice nod to the Wolverine. Um, which spoiler, by the way, which I should have said this earlier, we're gonna be spoiling the shit out of not only Wol- the Wolverine, but. Does the future fast? Oh no! No, I'll I, yeah, I'll, I'll post it online later. But um, he walks through, and there's that great moment where he just goes, "Oh what shit, the fuck! That thing didn't go off." And he doesn't do like the like metal middle finger like snake mm-hmm. on that, which I love from the first. Yeah, episode. I thought that was I thought that was great. The character, was I think really he well. calls Wolf, I think he calls Cyclops a dick, dick. in that same scene, mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
Yes. Um. Yeah. Is that, how do we know you're really you? You're a dick. You're All a right. dick. All right. You're in. I love that scene. Um. Speaking of claws, if you that... haven't seen the Wolverine, uh, Dave, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil I, it for no, you. That's okay. The Silver Samurai uses a uh, let's call it a like high temperature adamantium sword to cut through Wolverine's adamantium claws, and then his bone claws like regrow through the stumps, which was disturbing in the best way humanly possible. Um, and then he stabs the guy with the fucking bone claws because they're fucking bone claws. Bone claws. Um, I'm glad they put that in the movies. I thought the bone claws in Days of Future Past actually looked pretty good. They're the same ones from fucking... Are they? From, yeah, from the Wolverine. But anyway... I, mean, I think the bone claws look good, but it's still just my one thing of those is, visceral reactions whenever you see them and you're like, Ooh. Ugh. When he, when he pops them, it's like that sound. It's not schnicked. It's like, it's... It's squish. No, it's... You know the sound effect I'm talking about. about. Yeah, that... It's schlork. schlork. Oh, schlork? Oh, Schlork is the sound of Wolverine's claws coming out of a stump from the, the Age of Apocalypse. You remember, okay, like, yeah, he, like, he, he had his hand like, cut off yeah. and he still had the claws. But he still had the claws, it's, it's and he, like, schlork. pops the claws, and it's this blood-drenched mm-hmm. fucking font that says Schlork. I was like... It's been a long time since I've read those. Uh, it's... I still have all the books. Issue so. four of the Weapon X series when he's fighting Pierce, and, and what would be, like... The Reavers. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he pops the claws through a stump, <clears throat> and it's mm-hmm. like schlork. That's what I imagine, like, the bone claws sound. It's just this gross... It's like they're almost growing out of him. It's a sound. It's... Ugh. Ugh. It's right. schlork. Um, and it's great, but... Is that the here's, sound they use in Fatal Attractions, too? At the end of it? When, he's when she uncrosses her legs, and it goes... Schlork. That was not what he was talking about, but hilarious. Yes, that was well done. Also, that was Basic Instinct. Uh. <laughs> I was going to leave that one alone. It was just funnier if we didn't dissect it. So, uh, my issue is that you have this really weird continuity where at the end of The Wolverine, um, he's looking through a metal detector, fucker goes off. Because he still has his adamantium bones, right? But not the claws. The claws are bone. And uh, Professor X and Magneto were like, your help, and you see kind of a, a TV thing in the background of that, that there's Trask. I'm going, okay, so when exactly does the Wolverine happen? Because if you look at his flashbacks, or when he goes to the 70s, bone claws. You look in the future, it's metal, metal claws. Now, Brian Singer has actually said this, where he says, here's how I explain this. That you, when you travel to the past, you wake up in your younger body. You don't wake up as you, you wake up as your younger self. Right. With your current consciousness. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get the adamantium until in the 80s, when the colonel Right, which is why which he would, Stryker into Days of Future Which past. he would, we're not gonna, we'll get to Stryker in a second. But he would yeah, lose, he, he would, he would lose his, he would lose his claws in the, I don't know, let's say 90s or... 20 aughts mm-hmm. with the Silver Samurai with the Wolverine. Okay. Because you got to figure at that point, like, Magneto's still old because it's Ian McKellen and uh, Professor X has transferred his consciousness to the body at the end of X-Men 3. Mm-hmm. 
So you got to figure like, and and Wolverine, the Wolverine is a sequel to X Men Three. So you got to figure like that's going on, and you got to figure two thousands. So, how does Wolverine get his metal claws back? Apparently, Singer has said, "You know what? Um, in in times of great duress, like the the Sentinels, Magneto would have helped Wolverine and rebonded the adamantium to his claws to give him that extra edge." Kind of a reverse of the Fatal Attractions. Exactly. Which you, by the way, see. A very odd scene when he's putting the uh, metal into Wolverine and lifts him up. It's a very like Fatal yeah. Attractions mm-hmm. moment that issue seventy five. Like with the metal the coming out. Line from Michael Fassbender though, when the claws come out, and Michael Fassbender says, "Imagine if they were metal." No, it's what I love when he like accidentally disrupts the plane, and then Wolverine just looks at him and goes, I'm "Gonna pick that shit up." <laughs> so it's you're awesome. always an asshole. Got it. Like I said, it's also the other other moment you and I talked about where they're doing that's not in Days of Future Past, but it's them giving the Wolverine job review. You know I got a motorcycle. It's made, made of, of metal. metal. We fight Magneto on a weekly basis. You're really you can smell stuff. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Um, giving him the job review. So. No. And by the way, have you seen the one with, uh, uh, I think it's uh, Tom Middleditch as, um, or Tim Middleditch as Gambit? No, but I'm totally going to watch it now. Yeah, you will. And Do you have any other points of Yes. Uh, lastly, like there was a deleted scene um, that we will see on the DVD when it comes out in like six months um, of them saving Rogue. Who was not in the goddamn movie? She was in the early scenes of the future. No, she was in the last scene. No, she's in the very, very last scene. She was. I rewatched it. She was in an early scene in the future. Really? Like I said, Iceman is. Like I said, she and Iceman are still together in the last scenes of the the new present. Which I'm happy because I really didn't like the uh, the 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 love triangle between her and especially because Shadowcat's a lesbian. That's weird. Yeah. That's not she what that, actually. It has more to do with the fact that with the Rogue giving up her powers in the early trilogy. I'm like, this is bullshit, because Rogue was always one of my favorite characters. Yeah, but Rogue was always kind of morally dubious in terms of mm-hmm. whether she would actually give up her powers or not. Because she had a very crippling mutant factor. Literally. Yeah. Literally would cripple people. Yeah. Like her first boyfriend, Cody, mm-hmm. whom she put in a coma. For three And which days. is why she left town. Yeah. Left home. And then wiggled her ass on the way to Alaska. Uh, that would be the I movie I did version. actually like, God, what movie was it? There's a scene where she and Iceman are at his his home with his parents, and he finds his grandmother's gloves to give her. Yeah. Like I said, Have you ever just... tried not being a mutant? But I was saying, I thought that was kind of a cute scene, and it was building up a little bit. That was when you really see the, the beginnings of that love triangle, because he like freezes the pond, and he and mm-hmm. Kat... Uh, he and um, uh, Kitty Pride uh, like go ice skating, and like Rogue's looking out like, oh, they're holding hands. I can never hold his skates. That also has, I believe, the same movie that has the horrifying scene with Angel trying to cut off. Nope. 
Nope. Is Angel uh, in the last thing? Third one, yeah. There's yeah. a certain, like I said, but that, that first scene where it has him trying to cut off the beginnings of his wings. Oh, God, that was he's horrifying. Like, he's probably like 12 mm-hmm. at the time. And, and he's like, like just oh a minute, God. and oh, God, the blood and the... F- oh, oh. oh, Like I said, it's, as it's much horrifying. as that movie was a terrible movie, that scene alone was pretty poignant. Was really I didn't good. really mind... Last stand. That's a whole other episode. There were a lot of things about last stand. I did not. There, there are a lot of things I didn't like, but there were a lot of things I did. That specific scene and the scene when he basically just finally puts wings out and flies out the window. And he saves his dad. And it had uh, Kativa Rao, which is from the 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 Joss Whedon run. Like I was like, oh, there are these really neat nods of the Cure and all that, and the Astonishing X Men, and I was really happy. But there were a lot of things. Oh, they that fucked movie up. They were... fucked up Dark Phoenix. Like as a sa- like ass face. Like Assassin's Face level. They fucked up. We're doing fine. Okay. We're they ass fucked face. up they they fucked up Dark Phoenix. That's gonna become the new Aspist. The new term for when a you fuck translation from whatever media to film when you, fuck film, when you, you fucked it up. When you ass fist it. Do you have any more notes? Hashtag ass fit. Like I said, either of you, do you have any more notes on Days of Future Past? Uh, movies? no. Do you guys want to talk about the post credit scene? Yes. Which I did not actually stay for. I had a large well, you, soda leading up to it. I knew, I found out about it later, and then I, or I found well, out about it We talked about, about it at the end of the episode. We talked about it at, at the end of the film. I totally forgotten that they pulled a Disney and decided to no, do Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. Always, yeah, like, so well, Marvel. Well, credits. Fox pulled a Disney. I mean, cause it's still all Marvel Universe regardless. No, it's not. But, yeah, okay. Disney I, did it first. Disney was the one that really, really started doing the pulls post-credit. with post-credit like, tr- like, teasers like, for like, what's oh, coming. Like, overall, you're yeah. saying as a thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was Disney. In terms of the superhero stuff. Aladdin. Yeah. Right, because you see Jafar come back with the oh wow. But I mean, in terms all of right, the, all right. in terms of the Marvel films, that's something that Never the, from like me. All right. the the Disney side of it has always been. That happened. The, uh, so, and so Fox kind of pulls from it. So now I, I want to explain I, I this. Wouldn't, I wouldn't really say teaser, considering that we all knew it was coming. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, they they announced it before the movie ever came out. The, yeah. the third one's going to be called X Men Apocalypse. Gee, now, I wonder who the bad guy is. Now, okay, that's why you say the that most because powerful mutant you, of all time, supposedly the first mutant. He's not mm-hmm. the most powerful, but um, you and I, like Dave and I, had a very interesting uh, conversation with. The girl who's a going away party this this movie was a part of. Anna, yeah. And uh, you and I and Anna, can I can I say the name? Yes. Can I add her? Okay, great. So Anna she and I were we're problem. all talking, and she goes, "So who's that blue guy at the end?" And you and I kind of like kind of caught a look, and I went, "Well, I'll give you a hint. The next movie's called X Men Apocalypse." And she goes, "Okay, so who's the blue guy at the okay. end?" And I went, "It's Apocalypse. I'm not trying to trick you." Um, but she's not a, a comic nerd, and that's fine. We always knew. Once again, it's 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 Thanos. It's Dark Side. Apocalypse is He's the the, the biggest version. bad of of the mutant world. Um, I'm interested to see. What he had four horsemen behind him. I was going to say if they do the four horsemen, do Archangel. Like I said, you get to see Apocalypse Rubik's cubing the pyramids. He solved them mm-hmm. in record time. I might add. Way before the 80s. 
I think it'll be interesting to see if what direction they go with the apocalypse story. Well, with Singer with, with Singer helming it, I, I've got um, confidence. Um, here's my thing: is that he has such a weirdly broad range of powers. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like total muscular um, control that he can change shape, change size, blah blah blah. I'm effectively seeing. I imagine the third act is just gonna be a fucking dog pile. I would have hoped. And who are you going to have? Because they're talking. This happens in the eighties. You're gonna say young Scott Summers. You're gonna say young Aurora Monroe, who they never call her by name in uh, uh, Days of Future Past. They keep calling her Stormlight. Storm. That's her goddamn name. It's really fucking weird. There's that scene where Wolverine looks at the uh, at, uh, James McAvoy professor and goes, "Storm, Scott, Gene." Remember those names, except that one of them isn't. Especially since they call out um, Mystique for her real name a lot of the film. No, she says that in the second movie where it's like, I don't answer to my slave name. Or whatever my human name. No, but I'm just saying, they they call Mystique Raven the entire film for the most part. But they don't say Aurora for Storm. Mm -hmm. They do, at at no point do they call Storm Aurora Monroe. They don't say Aurora, they just say Storm. Storm. Over and over and over again. Now, I know with Mystique, it's a matter of, like, it's Raven versus Mystique. Like, I understand that there's a kind of a, a, a connotation and a mentality there. Mm-hmm. I get that. But to not call, like, when you're going, Scott, Gene, Storm. I'm sorry, is he going to meet her and she's going to be called Storm? Storm. No, no, she's going to pick not. his fucking pocket. That's how he meets her. Can I tell you, I In actually, Egypt. I have a big... Bitch about one of the flashbacks in that movie. I really, Street Fighter? No, I Sorry, loathe, fucking loathe the flashback they have between Raven and Xavier. When oh, the have, little kid. Then they have little girl Mystique. Fuck you. Well, that's in first class. You haven't seen it, but that's in first class. That's how they loathe meet. Loathe it. Loathe it. Um, it'll make sense when you see it, actually. I, I, I really actually did like... I liked first class. I thought it was the best movie about the, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis I've ever seen. Um, oh, God, please don't put Red Bull up my nose. I'm sorry, should I talk about going all Ed Gein on the Happy Meal? That's what happened last week. Wow. We talked about the uh, McMinions. McMinions. Oh. Fuck, fuck doing the maze on the side. I'm going to cut the asshole, the asshole out of it and wear it like a hat. Yeah. Um, so, so, mistakes, what, I was going to say. Uh, the internet told me I'm wrong. What mistakes do we have from last oh, week? Oh, are you in for a treat? Oh, God. Uh... Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, excuse me, Sir Anthony Hopkins was in Red Dragon. Ed Norton plays Will Graham. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. Um, I'll, I'll do the third one uh, second. Uh, chemistry, off of the new Batman Adventures, um, was the episode you're thinking of with Poison Ivy? Oh, when she has, when, like I said, she yeah, when she starts the, cloning all the like married the green, couples. Like I said, the green eyed girls. Yeah, but all they're the all, but they're okay. all like people to marry rich people, and then they well, will kill the rich people, and then get the like inheritance. The wives and Batman. No, yeah, it, was, kinda. it was he. He falls in love with this woman. And they all go on a cruise, and he realizes that all the women have green eyes, and it makes him suspicious. Because he's Batman. Anyway, sorry. And Batman doesn't know shit. Then I don't know shit. I love that fucking callback. Um, and lastly. We were a bit remiss. Let me rephrase that. I was a bit remiss. Talking about epic mustaches, we left out one. Tom Selleck? Nope, that was my number one. That was a joke. Go ahead. Number two was Hitler. Um, We left out... And Michael Jordan. 
we left out of all people, Nick Offerman. Yeah. He's pretty epic with and without the mustache. That's true, but we would be remiss if we Excuse didn't me, talk I about. Talk, I need to listen to him for hours talk about woodworking. Oh god, and you could, and you could, I, except I, for his goofy ass laugh. He has you're the, the funny thing. I really just, and this is going to sound like such an assholey thing. I want to hear him and Megan Mullally have a couple fight. Because mm. you know they've been married for quite some time now. I'd pay money to hear I that. I totally want to hear them have a couple fight. I want to hear them fight about the dishes. Like, gonna, that would no, be like, I want the jelly argument. What? I want the Dane Cook jelly argument. Do we need jelly? I don't even like jelly. What's jelly? The the nothing fight. When you have a fight with somebody that you're in a relationship about nothing. I want to hear the nothing fight between the two of them. That was me and Irma and fucking Star Wars, but okay. Um, I really was. I'll tell you about it off air. Um, yeah, I want to hear them have the nothing fight. So I'll jump in. Uh, the mistakes I made, uh, I watched Street Fighter Ass Fist. <laughs> That's a thing, it was man. fucking horrible. And uh, and it was not better than Escape Plan. That's not very <laughs> And given, I, I still have to watch, um, I still have to watch Blue Jasmine. I still have to watch um, True Detective the whole season. And uh, what's the other one with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Uh, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. And... I still watched, you know, Street, Street Fighter. Ass Fist. Ass Fist. Ass and Fist. And, um, kind of regret that in the long run. The mistakes I made this week, and this will be two coming weeks, I don't sleep anymore and I don't have free time. So don't expect anything good out of me, people. It's just happening. Nothing good's happening. Dave, anything to add on mistakes I made this week? Uh, I spent you were six on hours on a motorcycle on Wednesday without sunscreen, and now I'm a leper. Yeah, it's a pretty big mistake. Skin peeling off. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. No, it's bad. You're one to talk. So it. Yeah, but it's not coming asshole. off like a fucking mask and fucking Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Social contract asshole. Sorry, I, I, Doug, I, I, don't be a dick. Hey, you know what? If I wanted some comeback, I'd wipe your mama's chin. Shit. Wow. Think of something new to end the episode with, because this is not how we're ending the episode. Good night, internet? Apologize to my mother. Sorry, mom. You've met her. And I'm... Sorry, I implied some kind of oral sexual exchange, which didn't really happen at all, and not even in my head. You're a nice mom. Now you can end the episode. I was going to say you should be corndog, but that would sound weird. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickberg. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!